You're listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Pastor Jeremy launched the series Open last week. We're talking about um, the Holy Spirit. There's, There's God the Father, there's God the Son, and there's God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has a a role, he has a role in our life. And Pastor Jeremy started off last week talking about uh, the open to the God who is in us. And he used this amazing illustration. If you, those of you that were here, maybe you were online, you saw this, he had a glove. He said he's used it before. I've seen his hands, they are as soft as a baby's bottom. So I'm not convinced that he's worked with his hands a whole lot. Um, But he said that this glove can be specifically and uniquely have purpose, made a special way to to be used in a unique way, but it, it can't do any work on its own. It has to be filled. And that's the illustration of the the Holy Spirit is is in us. When we are born again, when we say yes to a personal relationship with Jesus, when we recognize our need for God and and we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, we believe that he's died on a cross for us and that he was miraculously raised from the dead and he's alive, and we we recognize that, we confess that, and we say, I'm in desperate need of a Savior to to come into my life. I'm going to receive the sacrifice that Jesus paid that removed my sins as far as the east is from the west. When I recognize that that's what Jesus did and I say yes to him, he, the Holy Spirit enters on the inside of me. I am now born of the Spirit. But God doesn't want us to just stop there. That, and that's amazing, but there's more. Someone say there's more. Come on, if you're online, wherever you are, maybe you're on the treadmill right now and it's hard to say, but say there's more. There, there's, there's more. God wants more for us. So I want to talk today about being open to the God who empowers us. Open to the God who empowers us. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you, but you, turn to the person next to you and say, You, you will receive power. Come on, turn, turn to the other person that you didn't want to even look at and tell them, You too, you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit, say this with me, when the Holy Spirit, what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Because at this point, when Jesus is talking to his followers, the Bible says that Jesus, he's already, been, he's already been crucified, he's already died on the cross, he was already buried in a tomb. Three days later, God miraculously, with his outstretched hand, raised Jesus from the dead, comes out of the tomb. Jesus is now alive. He goes and finds his, his disciples, his apostles, and it says that he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And when he breathed on them the Holy Spirit, that was the first salvation encounter. I tell you what, when, when I said yes to Jesus, if, if there would have been a moment when Jesus is standing, physically standing in front of me and, just, and would breathe on me, how many of you know that, that that's a good breath? That's not a corona breath. That's a good breath. Like he's unmasked and he breathed on them the Holy Ghost. I tell you, he took his mask off and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, they were born again. The Spirit of God now entered on the inside of them. But here's what Jesus said, though. He says, I want you to receive power. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So the question is, did they not receive power in that moment when he breathed on them the Holy Spirit? Well, they received the Spirit on the inside of them, but Jesus said, there's more, because I have a work for you to do. Come on, Redemption Church. Jesus has a work for us to do. He has a work for us to do, and it's a work of continuing to share, because he says this, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be, say this word with me, say it loud, you will be my what? You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
Come on, everybody. This is what, this is what the empowerment of the Holy, the, the God, we need to be open to the God that wants to come upon us to empower us. And this word power that he uses here is the word that we get dynamite from. In the original language, the same word that we would get TNT, explosive power. And dynamite wasn't just used to destroy. Dynamite was used to open things up, to, to, to prepare a way, to, to demolish something that was hindering growth, demolishing something, removing things that were stopping or preventing progress. And that's exactly what God wants to do. He wants to bring a dynamite power in your life to explode, to demolish something that's hindering the progress of heaven in your life. And he says, I want to bring this power upon you so that you can do great works. Uh, this, this word, uh, dynamite or dunamis, means force. Miraculous power. Anybody need miraculous power? Anybody online right now? You need some miraculous power. Miraculous power. Anybody need abundance in your life? Could use a little extra abundance? That's what he's talking about here. Literally defined ability, abundance, um, a mighty deed, a, a work of miracle, a powerful move of strength. That's what Jesus was telling them. This is why you need to, you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We need, and we need to be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. And when he used that word witness... It's the idea of a witness, literally like in a court of law, a witness that has the, the evidence, the proof, uh, the, the recollection, somebody that saw it, somebody that can say something in such a way that can move a jury, that can move a judge, that can move a judgment to come and agree with your witness, with your testimony. And how many, how many of us have people in our lives that are far from God? They haven't said yes to relationship with Jesus. They're wondering if this whole thing is true. Maybe you're sitting in the room. Maybe you're online right now wondering if all of this is true. Is this whole Bible thing true? Is this whole Jesus thing true? Is this a real thing? Or are we just going through religious motion so that we can feel better about ourselves, so we can feel better about tomorrow because we got our religious obligation out of the way? If that's all we're doing, there's no power. And the people around us that witness our lives, they watch our life, they see our life, are they, are they seeing the power of God? Are they seeing the resurrected Christ in evidence in our life? And, and, and we all have people around us that are, they see us, they're watching us. Are they seeing the resurrection power of God evident in our life? And Jesus is saying, that's what this is all about. That's what this witness is. This witness is all about because this is more than us just going through the motions. God wants us to have a dutimous, a powerful encounter with him. And so we're going to talk about what does it mean to be open to the God who empowers us. I want to pray one more time. I want to ask God to take his scripture, his word, and I want to ask him to weave it, to weave it into our hearts and our minds right now. So would you pray with me? Father, right now in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you for your word. Spirit of the living God, we invite you in this room, whether it's in this physical room or any of the rooms that are online right now, God, we invite you, Holy Spirit, we invite you in. Would you open up our hearts, open up our minds, help us to see things that we could only see through your ability and through your power. We know that you are a God that is bigger than us, so we ask you to, to take your word and God, bring life through it. Use my words that I'm speaking right now, Father God. May my tongue be as the pen of, a, of a, a, a ready writer, someone ready to prepare to make my words. May I not be heard today, but may, Father, you be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with that, would you say amen? Amen. amen.
Well, if, if you've been around the church, you've probably heard some people mention Pentecostals. And when you hear a Pentecostal church, and, and I grew up, uh, I, I could have been born in the church. I was at church Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night, Bible study. Um, I was in Cub Scouts, and uh, Cub Scouts was at our church. My parents were in the choir, so we were there Thursday nights for choir practice. Literally could have been born in the church. We had missionaries stay at our home. We, it was church, 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 always, always church. And, and I grew up in this small uh, United Methodist church, and then we went to a Baptist church when we moved to New York for about four years, and we moved back to Pennsylvania where I grew up, and we went to a, a Christian Missionary Alliance church. And, and then uh, my, my, my parents uh, then wanted us to go to an Assemblies of God church, and, and this is where I started uh, being introduced more to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and in a way where I said, if, if, that's, if that's the Holy Spirit, I, I don't want him. <laughs> because I saw people that were weird. How many know people are weird, the Holy Spirit's not weird? So if you see weird, that's not the Holy Spirit. People are weird. Maybe, 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 you're, maybe, maybe you're weird. I don't know. Are you weird? Maybe you're weird. People are weird. We all, people, people got issues. We all got issues, right? People are, people are weird, but the Holy Spirit's not. He is, he is a gentleman. He, is, he wants to lead us to the Father. He wants to reveal the Father. But I understood Pentecostal as, as confusing, as weird, as strange, and maybe you've heard that as well. Today's actually Pentecost Sunday. Uh, for those of you that might not know that, Pentecost literally means 50, penta, 50, and it was literally 50 days after Passover, Passover was when God rescued the children of Israel out of hundreds of years of slavery, brought them out, divided the Red Sea, they crossed over on dry ground, God is miraculously moving and is revealing himself, and where we get this uh, this Pentecost, it was a celebration, a feast that was where God introduced the Ten Commandments to his people was literally 50 days after Passover. 50 days after God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, he then wanted to reveal to them how they would live for him, how they would follow him. That's what Pentecost is a celebration. It's, and it also means a, a, a celebration of harvest or a, a festival of weeks, a festival of harvest. All of this is Pentecost. And it happened to be on that day in Acts chapter 2, after this Acts 1-8 that we just read where it says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, right? He says all of that. Well, later in Acts chapter 2, he goes into this a little bit more and talks about it where there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and miracles start happening. Now, I don't know if you've had something really good happen in your life and, and, and you were wondering, you know, did, is this because of me? Did, do I get credit for, the, for this? Or, or if you're married right now and you thought you did a really good thing, but your spouse helped you recognize that it really wasn't you, it was, it was them. They were that we actually had this conversation last night with Pastors Jeremy and Amy of, of helping to understand who actually uh, did the, who, who, is, who takes credit. And, and, and here's what I want us to know about the Holy Spirit is that there's so much that he does in our lives, but if we're not open to him, we, we actually miss what he's doing. We might take credit for what he's doing or unaware that, oh, maybe that was just that was serendipitous or, or it was just luck. And many times the Holy Spirit's at work and we don't even know he's at work. And I want you to know today that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to even do a greater work and he can do an even greater work in our life if we're open to him. It reminds me of a story of uh, one of our past presidents of the United States, uh, the first George Bush and his wife Barbara. I actually learned that Barbara uh, went to school around here a little bit. But there, the, as the story goes, and some of you might have heard this story before, but uh, when they were campaigning for their second term of the presidency, they were driving around and they need, the motorcade had to pull over and get gas. And as they're getting gas, uh, Barbara jumps out of the car and runs around and starts talking to the, the gas 
station attendant. She's batting her eyes a little bit, kind of flirting with him a little bit, gives him a hug, and then gets back into the car with, with President Bush. And he, he, when she gets back in the car, he looks at her and he goes, what in, who, who was it? What in the world are you doing? You just got out of the car and he just hugged the, the gas station attendant. She goes, oh, that's, that's one of my old boyfriends from high school. He's, he's like, Barbara, I'm the, I'm the president of the United States, and you got out of the car to hug a gas station attendant, and, and this is your old boyfriend. Do you realize that if, that if you would have married him, you would have been the wife of a gas station attendant? And she's like, oh, honey, if I would have married him, he would be president. <laughs> True story or not. It really helps to illustrate there's a lot that happens in our life that's good that if we would be open, we'd recognize that the God wants to move in our lives even more and we need to be open and give him credit for what he's wanting to do. Take a look at this verse again, Acts 1.8. It says that you will receive, say it with me, you will receive what? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be what? You will be my witnesses telling people everywhere about you. This witness, this witness that we are to be literally means there's going to be actions that people are going to see that are going to help them to realize that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That when you are going to be a witness, which means there's going to be attitudes in you that people are going to see in certain circumstances where there's a pressure and the typical attitude that comes out would not be Christ-like. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon you, your, your attributes, your, your attitudes are now a witness that there must be resurrection power at work in your life, that you are act, you are acting out under an ability that is not your own. You're not just a good person. You're not just full of love and patience and kindness and gentleness. It's not your, your human nature to do that, but it is your spiritual nature to do that. And because the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you're able to do these things. You're able to act this way. You're able to give a witness of the power of God, of his salvation, of his love, of his kindness. You see, when we receive power, the Holy Spirit in you, when you and I get born again, the Holy Spirit in you, is for you. The Holy Spirit in you, when you said yes to a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you, and he's in you working for you. But the Holy Spirit empowerment, the Holy Spirit coming upon you is for others. The Holy Spirit in you is for you, but the Holy Spirit coming upon you is for others. I want to illustrate it this way with this, this water. Actually, I'll do it right here. I've got a pitcher of water. So this, this represents us. This is us right here. This is us even maybe before Jesus. We're, we're without the, the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And so we're, we're empty. But God wants to, he wants to pour himself into us. When we say yes to a relationship with Jesus, he comes, upon, he comes in us and fills us. He fills us up to overflowing. This is us now born again. The Spirit in us is for us. We're, we are satisfied now. We are Without guilt, without shame, we are free, we are refreshed, we are, we are satisfied in him. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or baptismo, literally means to immerse. How many of you have been baptized with water? Go ahead and raise your hand so I can see your hands. You've been baptized with water. Now, when I was a baby, I was, they called it baptism, infant baptism, but how many of you know that would be inhumane if we, if we baptized an infant the way we baptize adults, where we immerse an adult in water? We don't do that with babies. They called it baptism, but it was just a sprinkle of water on my head. I have no recollection of that other than my parents' memory telling me what happened. But when I said yes to a relationship with Jesus as 
as, as uh, someone of, uh, of an age of accountability, I was then baptized in water, which is an immersion. When you and I say yes to a relationship with Jesus, he fills us. That's the first baptism. That's the breathed on them the Holy Spirit. They were born again in that moment. That's the first baptism. The second baptism is that baptism in water where we are immersed in water, which is a witness, a testimony to those, our loved ones, our coworkers, our friends, that we've said yes to a relationship with Jesus and we're gonna follow him. Us going down under the water is representation of our old life being buried in Christ and us coming up out of the water is a representation that we are identifying our life with the resurrected Christ, the son of the living God. But a baptism of the Holy Spirit or being not just born of the Spirit but filled with the Spirit is us being immersed in the Holy Spirit. Not only is my glass full of the Holy Spirit, but now I am saturated. I am f- surrounded by the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the idea of not just the Holy Spirit in me, but the Holy Spirit upon me. And he wants to surround us. He wants our life to be like this. Surrounded by the Holy Spirit. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. To do the work, to be the witness, to say, to act, to do, to know things that we could only say, act, or know by the surrounding, by the help or the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to picture, as we go through the rest of this, our time together, I want you to imagine, I want you to picture your life, not just the Holy Spirit in you and you bumping into the world around you and all of the effects of the world and the temptations of the world, but I want you to picture yourself now empowered by the Holy Spirit, completely surrounded by him, his power upon you, and not just for you, and it is there to help you, but it's, it's there to help others. Again, the Holy Spirit in you is for you, but the Holy Spirit upon you is for others. We are to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So I want you to see this. Acts chapter 2. And here's why this is important, church. Come on, redemption, listen to me. I want you to hear me. Make, lock eyes with me right now. Church, the reason this is so important is that God is leading us into a new dispensation, a new season. Not just the global church. I'm talking about redemption community church. Every, every church has experienced the thing, COVID. We've all experienced it. We've all had to do church differently because of it. And I believe that God is doing something as we're, as we're coming out, able to gather more, able to more assemble, able to be more active in our community around us. As that is happening, God is going to move redemption forward. You're going to see more and more people, not just people, not just those that are online right now because you need to be online. And we're so thankful that you're joined us and you're online and, and you're, you're taking advantage of every opportunity to still stay connected with redemption, that's powerful. But there are gonna be people that aren't just gonna come back that were a part of redemption before COVID, but there is gonna be a harvest of people I, w- I want us to take the picture of Pentecost right now, the, the, the celebration, the, the feast of harvest, the celebration of harvest. There is going to be a harvest of people. There's going to be more men, women, boys, and girls that begin to come into our doors here in the Carver Center in this, in this new season of coming out of COVID where more people can come in. But there's also another dispensation specifically because every church is dealing with the thing, COVID. We're all experiencing that, but there's something very unique for redemption. And that is God is doing something miraculous where he's moving you out of a portable environment like this and he's bringing you into a permanent location, a place you call home, a place you take roots. Yeah, come on, come on, let's celebrate that. This is what, this is a new dispensation and I'm just telling you, it's gonna be different. 
We're not going to be able to do church the way we've done church. It's going to be different, and it's going to require us to be saturated, to be surrounded, to have the, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us on a regular basis. We're going to be coming into uh, to things that we've not experienced before. We're going to come in contact with people that we've not been in contact before. We're going to come up to obstacles that we've not encountered before. We're going to experience things that we're not going to know how to do. So we know how to do portable really well. Actually, your church is one of the most effective portable churches that I've walked into. To be able to move from a movie theater into other environments, to be able to move into online, trying to find studios, to be able to move into a gymnasium like this and a community center that you've got to kind of, you need a map, you need Dora the Explorer and backpack where the map can come out to find your way into this room right now. Everybody knows that right now. If there's not a bunch of people pointing the way, we, none of us would have found ourselves I'd be in the pool swimming right now all on my own but God's moving us into a place See, you figured out portable but God's about to move you into something where we are as a church I'm just telling you, those of you that call redemption your church and you're a part of the dream team here and you serve and you make you use your gifts and your talents and your energy and your life to help pastor and to serve other people you just need to know we're going to need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit and so here's where we find this happening Acts chapter 2 look at this verse 4 and it says, and everyone, everyone say everyone. That means if you've said yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, this means you. If you have opened up your heart, you are part of the everyone. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now in this, in this particular moment, the, 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 the way the Holy Spirit moved was that they all began speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. The Holy Spirit moved, gave this, this ability, and here's what happens. It's a, this is a miracle, an outpouring. So again, the first salvation experience, none of, no one ever again has had that salvation experience where Jesus physically in the flesh is standing before them and breathed on them the Holy Spirit. That was the first salvation experience, and it's a powerful way. God, God moves big when he's starting something. And then, then he, wants to, he wants them to be, to be filled with the Spirit, and he has this big, this mighty, the, the sound that says it wasn't, there was no wind happening. It was just the sound of a rushing mighty wind. It was the sound of a tornado or a hurricane without the actual wind or effect of it. And it's coming from a specific upper room. There is a sound so dramatic, so drastic, it's coming from this upper room. So all these people start surrounding this room, start surrounding this building. And then all of a sudden, these followers, 120, the Bible tells us, come out of that room, down to the streets, and when they get down there, here's what happened. All of the people, and I want to read this right out of, right out of, uh, out of the scripture here in Acts chapter 2. Look at this. It says, here we are. These are the people that surrounded, that heard the wind, didn't feel any wind. There's no wind blowing. There's no, they're not afraid of, of the wind. They're not trying to protect themselves because there's no danger. They're just hearing the sound of it. So they get to this house. These followers of Jesus come down out of the street. I tell you, it's a picture of the building. Pastor Jeremy and Amy took us over to the building last night. We were up. We had to come down. Imagine, I mean, imagine people all around hearing the sound coming from that room, coming from that, that unit in that building. And look, what, look, at the, look at the diversity that surrounded this building. Parthians. It says, here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, the areas of, of uh, Olivia, all around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs. We all hear these people. Look what it says. They were bewildered to hear their own, in their own languages 
being spoken by the believers. This is the miracle. The people that were in the upper room, they didn't understand the languages of all of these people, but the Holy Spirit did. And he wanted to manifest himself, pour himself out in such a way that they would hear, that they would see, and hear in their own languages about the wonderful things God has done. You see, God wants to reach people that are far from him, but he's going to do it through us, the people that are close to us. See, the people that are close to us, there, there are people that are close to us that are far from God. And God wants us, God wants to reach people that are far from him. And he's not necessarily, when you say yes to Jesus, it doesn't mean that you're being sent all the way away from people you don't know. That, that could happen, but very rarely does God just say, all right, now that you've said yes to me, I'm going to move you to a land, to a people, to a people group that you don't know. I'm going to bring you to a bunch of strangers. Most of the time what God does when we say yes to a relationship with Jesus, he wants to use us to reach the people that are close to us. They might be far from God, but they're close to us. So God wants to pour his spirit out upon us. He wants to empower us to be a witness to those that are closest to us. Why? Because those that are closest to us know our junk. They know our shortcomings. They know our failures. They know the way that we used to think, the way that we used to act, the way that we used to live, the attitudes that we used to have. And God wants to change us in such a way that those closest to us are awed by the change, by the difference in the way we respond to circumstances. They'll be awed. And and, and you're not tempted to do that anymore? Last time you used to say those words, you don't say those. You used to act that way. You used to steal. You're different. You're changed. There's something that's happened. Addictions have been broken. Bodies have been healed. God wants to use us, the Holy Spirit coming upon us to impact the others that are closest to us, even though they might be far from God. Does that make sense, everybody? That's what God wants to do. Come on. I'm going to preach myself happy. I'm enjoying it even if you're not. It's all good. I'll take it. So this is what God wants to do. So what is Holy Spirit, in the next few moments that we have left here, what does Holy Spirit empowerment look like? I'm going to go through this verse pretty quick. They might not even be able to keep up on the screen, but that's okay. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now, ignorant is very, it's hard to be open to something that we don't understand. It's hard to be open to someone that we don't trust. The Holy Spirit is not an it, he is a he, he is a person. God the Father is a person. God the Son, Jesus is a person. God the Holy Spirit is a person. And we need to be open to the empowerment that he wants to bring, but it's hard to do that if we don't understand. He says, there's different kinds, there's diversity of his gifts, same spirit. There's differences of ministries, same Lord. There are diversities of activity, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, the prophet of all. That manifestation just means an exhibition, an example, an expression, or a bestowment. God wants to bestow upon us. He wants us to be able to exhibit him, to express him. To not just him bestowed upon us, but he bestows upon us, expresses to us so we can express and bestow unto others. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. I want you to write this down real brief in the next few moments here. Write this down. Three ways to be open to the Holy Spirit's empowerment. Number one, we need to be open to what we know. The Holy Spirit wants to affect what you know. Out of those nine 
ways that he wants to express, exhibit, or manifest himself. Out of those nine ways, we can divide them up into three very specific focus. One is a, what you would call revelation gifts, where God wants to reveal something to you. That's where the, the word of wisdom, it's not just a wise person, oh, they have a gift of wisdom, they're just really, no, no, no. It says there is a unique way in a moment where you don't know how to do something. How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna get through this? How are we gonna make it? How, how, there is a season in our life as a family where I had led us into a place of significant debt. We had over $50,000 in consumer debt and credit cards, six credit cards out to the max. We had a mortgage, we were upside that we bought a house in 2006 in New Jersey. Anybody ever buy something in 2006 in the New York, New Jersey area, you recognize we paid way more than we should have for that thing. And we were upside down. Had a car loan, a, fi- a, a vehicle, the pole, our trailer, I made excuses of why we needed it, but it was a 500, over $500 a month, like $507 a month car payment. We were in trouble. And I didn't know how we were going to get out of it. And in a time of prayer, God gave me wisdom. It was a word of wisdom of how to get out of it. And literally within, it was less than a year and a half, less than 18 months later, God removed $150,000 worth of debt. Literally, he removed it. He removed $150,000 worth of debt. Got our mortgage reset, credit cards, no credit card debt, car paid off. Like he brought money in and he gave us wisdom with the money that we had. And he, he removed that debt. Miraculous, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits to understand, is this God or is this something else? What is going on right now? Is this, a, is this the spirit of God or is this a different spirit? God wants to impact. He wants you to be open to what you know. Second thing is he wants you to be open to what you do. Open to what you do. These are power gifts. I'm telling you, God wants to do this, not just in Pastor Jeremy, not just in Pastor Amy, not just in the pastors and in the, in the team here. Every one of us that's a follower of Jesus, he wants to immerse us in the Holy Spirit like that, that glass in that jar. And he wants to move with power, gifts of healings, working of miracles, special faith. This, this faith isn't just a believing faith to make Jesus Christ the Lord of our life. This is a faith that, that moves mountains. This is a faith that could speak to someone that's dead, literally raise the dead. How many of you know if someone that is dead comes back to life, those that are far from God in your life that are close to you, that's going to move them. How many of you know somebody needs a, a working of miracles, which means they, they might not have a hand and God would grow a hand out. And they might be missing an organ or a part of their body and God might birth and grow that, that organ on the inside of them, that they might have blind eyes, but God would miraculously cause their eyes to see. You see, Jesus had the spirit upon him. In Luke 4 it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon him and has anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, deaf ears opened, mute speak, liberty to the captives. This is what God did through Jesus, but Jesus was our example so that we could follow him, and Jesus knew the only way you and I would ever be able to act the way he acted was because he acted because he had the Holy Spirit without measure. But he wants us to experience the Holy Spirit. Be open to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's not gonna, it says when as the Holy Spirit wills, it might be in moments, pops of moments, but you never know when that moment might come. That's why we have to be open. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Holy Spirit, what do you want to, what do you want me to know today? To understand with a word of wisdom or word of knowledge or discerning the spirits? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? Is there is there do you want to heal somebody through me? Do you want to work a miracle through through me today? What, what do you want to do through me? Do you want me to operate in special faith, take a step of faith and do something? So it's open to what we know, open to what we do, and the number three, open to what we say. These are 
verbal gifts or utterance gifts, prophecy, tongues, or interpretation of tongues. Church, I want you to know that God wants to impact what you know. He wants to influence and impact what you do. And he wants to influence and impact what you say. Can you imagine in a moment you're with a loved one, a family friend, a coworker, a best friend that's just struggling, and in a moment, because you're open to the Holy Spirit, open to the God who empowers us, that God would have you say something that the only way that you would know what to say is because he gave it to you and it changes their life. It brings encouragement, it edifies, it builds up. And in that moment, they recognize you're, you're doing something outside of yourself. You said something that you would never know to say. You just did something, you prayed, you stepped out, you were open, open to the God who empowers us. Does God wanna heal somebody? So here's a question as we finish up. Go ahead and close your eyes. I want you to just focus on God in this moment right now. And I want you to ask him first and foremost. And you probably already know the answer to this question. You should. God, are you inside of me? Am I your son? Am I your daughter? If you've not said yes to relationship with Jesus, this is your moment right now. Right where you are. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Would you save me? I no longer want to be separated from you. I want to know that you're in me, that you've forgiven me, you've washed me, you've made me clean. But if you've already prayed that prayer, our prayer for those of us that are followers of Jesus, is say, Holy Spirit, would you come upon me? I earnestly desire for you to make yourself known, not just to me, but you would make yourself known through me. God, help me to use what you're showing me to know. Help me to do and help me to say what only I could say, what only I could do, and what only I could know through you. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.